Hello everyone and welcome back to a special bonus episode of Tales from Stringersburg and with us we have a new staple to the game to Stringersburg uh, Sean Flanagan from Evil Beagle thank you for joining us on a more permanent basis appreciate that although uh, it, and, and this is absolutely funny i'm in no way offended i have been called sean all the different kinds of irish f names that you can ever imagine uh the name is actually sean patrick fannin fannin um, sorry my but, dyslexia uh, likes to kick in not a problem at all what what you'd probably if i if i can segue right into a funny story i have been three different times now on the same guest list as sean patrick flannery who of course is the actor mm -hmm. among other things is very well known for his role in the in the um uh boondock, boondock saints. saints yep so we're you know you'll see both of our names in the in the program books and stuff like for these conventions and I've had people walk up to me now. Back in the day, I was weighing like 420 pounds. They walk up to you and say, "You really look very different." <laughs> I don't. I don't. You and I was like, "Ah, uh, you're looking for Flannery. He's over there. He's the hot-looking guy who doesn't weigh 420 pounds <laughs> and has a huge, a huge line in front of him. I'm just a game designer." So it's it it's just that's been an ongoing uh, fun bit of business, which is actually one of the reasons why I, I stick with the Patrick. Uh, just said Sean Patrick Fannin sticks out a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm extremely uh, excited to to be invited to join on a regular basis. I had such a great time with you the first time we played. Likewise, I just enjoyed the character and what you brought to it, and you know, obviously your knowledge of the game and everything is you know, couldn't ask for more. Uh, well, being, co being the co-designer does have its advantages. Right, absolutely. yeah. So before we get into it, is there anything you want to talk about about the company or anything that's been going on? Or, Well, sure. Uh, as of uh, the, 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 the day that we're re recording this, which is the last day of August, uh, I just put out our latest Kickstarter update, of course, because uh, uh, <laughs> we have the interesting distinction of being one of those you know, long delayed Kickstarters that still has a very good community. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've done it pretty right by continuing to be very communicative with everybody to explain exactly what's going on, to put out content, uh, make sure they had something to, to play with. So we didn't just leave everybody sitting with nothing. And uh, this podcast and, and the communities have been a fantastic part of helping us maintain that momentum and that good relationship. But we did just put out a Kickstarter uh, update today that specifically let everybody know that uh, the pledge manager is about to get locked down uh, uh, by the end of this week. Uh, and uh, that is the first big signal to everybody that we are in the, in the final stages. Um, I did explain, uh, we have a, the last pieces of art being put into the book. Their book is in um, layout. And as COVID has screwed with everything, it has screwed with us because of course, we're a small game company. We work with outside contractors. And people's lives have been just completely turned upside down. Uh, some of the people we were working with were either directly or indirectly affected by the, the virus itself, uh, or they were affected by the you know, their day job wasn't you know paying the bills anymore, so they had to scramble for gig work, and uh, just all these different things that have really just kept putting delays in. But we have been creating. Uh, so, for example, uh, I've been working on Modern Gods, which is the the big you know my basically 
love letter to the original fourth edition champions universe mixed with the Marvel cinematic universe. And that's going to be the, a core setting book for the omniverse and the omniverse project is all these different settings with multiple products, part of each setting release. Um, you know, tales of Stringersburg, by the way, could totally be an omniverse uh, release at some point. If you guys want to explore that idea, doing a setting book to, is a companion to your work. The omniverse is very much intended to be, platform for exactly that kind of thing and i was planning on talking to you about it so here i'm just going to pitch it to you here in the pit on the podcast we would Um, totally be down that down for that because both flocky me and jubal have all written our own small role-playing games and flocky actually has uh working on his uh, doctoral degree in english nicely done so uh we would love to to explore having that, that that platform we want this to be a long running thing where people come to Prowls and Paragons and discover the Omniverse and via the Omniverse, they discover all these different worlds that they can play in. And the idea of course, is they can go, they can take their character to all these different worlds uh, as well. And, and there's the compatibility, a uh, big reveal here, uh, a scoop for you guys. Um, we've been working in the background for a while now because I have been pushing Len on, <clears throat> Hey, you know, this game is so cool we actually want to use the engine for not just superheroes. And of course he said, well, I designed it very specifically for superheroes. I don't think it granulates down. Mm-hmm. And I was working my way to <clears throat> make that work. Well, he got interested in what I was doing and I was working on some, some background stuff in there. And then he came back out with this thing and I looked at it and we, we knocked it around. It's just in the very, very earliest stages, but we do now have something called the adventure scale which uh, if you could imagine taking the, the, the one through six, that is normal human uh, range in a superhero scale game, mm-hmm. uh, go to the adventure scale, you stretch that out to uh, one through 12 with one through 10 really being the human levels. And then 11 and 12 are the parahuman or preternatural levels, not mm-hmm. quite superhero, but right there in superhero world. And uh, of course, the, everything gets scaled there. Um, you know, the, the, the per rank costs are the same, but uh, the, the flat uh, cost things are doubled, but you get double points to build on. But the point is, you can build a much more detailed and, and granular setting mm-hmm. and have much more detailed and granular characters playing in the, the Indiana Jones and Conan level of play or the Star Wars level of play yeah, or yeah. whatever. And at the same time, very easy compatibility because you just take whatever their uh abilities are and their other ratings uh in in adventure scale and if they go into a superhero scale world say i've got a character with an 11 might mm-hmm. in adventure scale uh you 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 just divide in half and round up so he has a, a six might when he goes into superhero world and boom just that's ease cool. of just cut in half or, or or if a superhero character comes into an adventure scale world you just double all their numbers and boom yeah yeah so it's uh uh a very exciting thing and i've been doing some test bed work with that on uh, uh a fantasy setting that i no longer have control of that any of your listeners who know anything about me would know <clears throat> shintar but i mean we don't it's, it's just for fun in the background yeah yeah but i'm using it as a test bed to play this out and so far everybody's been having a lot of fun with it so that's going to be another place that we'll be going with the with the system and i thought it'd be fun to reveal that tonight yeah that's super cool i, I really liked um used to play uh 
Tales of the Aeon Society that mm-hmm. White Wolf put out. Yep. And yeah, that was seems very reminiscent of that. That's that's very very cool. Oh yeah, that's uh, that is a direction we're going, and it's going to give us a lot of interesting opportunities for some of our other settings uh, going forward. And so uh, it it will it will open up that we can do that much more with uh, with the game. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of longevity built into this thing now. Cool. Yeah, and, and I mean that's one of the things that originally drew us to this system is the simplicity but robustness of it you know it's multi-dimensional without being too you know crunchy yep in fact the 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 core engine and the core design philosophy uh makes it very useful for all different kinds of gameplay because uh players have the realm of creativity with their abilities and their creativity with their thoughts and the game master doesn't have to struggle with what weird little rule he's going to have to or she's going to have to use to adjudicate it it's all built it's all baked in no matter what level you're playing at mm-hmm. awesome well I have to see if i can remember the, the voice for the, the mechanic nice we're getting ready to lead into that let's see um well just for my own refresher and for everybody that's listening let's do a little bit of meta information about Quentin. He uh, came from a family that has kind of roots in Stringersburg, uh, the Callahans. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's see, Callahan Co. Let's see what Callahan Industries. Uh, Callahan Uh, Industries, yeah. uh, Which includes construction, engineering, and architectural operations. They, uh, uh, the family's been around for a while. Of course, he's the latest generation. Um, but uh, they helped build a lot of the city, um, and uh, the Callahan Building, uh, which is a major uh, edifice on the original skyline, still standing. But it's it's actually now owned by people who more or less uh, forced the, the the family out and have, have taken over the company and more or less taken it all away from him, from him. Um, not entirely, he's not entirely faultless though. I mean he was arrogant and he you know uh didn't pay enough attention to certain uh, operations the way he should and he trusted and he, he's like hey we're making money everything's fine and meanwhile shoddy uh construction you know different uh division heads were were pocketing money and using uh uh lowest common deno- or lowest common bitter uh, uh materials and um, I'll, I'll let you explain what that the, the disaster that helped lead to. Yeah, yeah, they they got the contract to to help uh, shore up the sink, and due mm-hmm. to said shoddy contracting work and everything, uh, and and bad materials, maybe to the detriment of the sink, actually caused it to uh, quicken its sinking into the into the river. And is that what put him in jail yep he was found criminally negligible uh and um and because there was injuries and even a couple of deaths he was you know uh, and to his credit he stepped up and said i am ultimately responsible you know it doesn't matter what i did or did not know it was my company i was responsible at that point he was already starting to feel some serious guilt over 
you know, not upholding the family traditions. And he did, you know, the family had enemies and he did those enemies, you know, there's, a, there is a cabal of people somewhere on the, on the inside of things in Stringersburg who, uh, you know, saw him as, you know, cause he wouldn't play ball with them. He, played, mm-hmm. he was very independent minded, you know, he was the kind of like, like Tony Stark, Tony Stark telling the government to, to, to piss off because, you know, his tech was his. It's kind of what Callahan's like, I'm not, I'm not playing ball with you guys. You know, you need me. I don't need you. And that arrogance got him in a lot of trouble. So yeah, he ended up being held criminally negligible. There was also some serious issues with, with taxes and just all these different things uh, right. landed him uh, in, in jail. So was he kind of a trust fund kid in a way and just kind of like he was educated and intelligent enough to know what was going on with his company, but he just assumed that everybody that was in the positions was looking out for his best interest without him really being interested in it? Uh, that was a lot of it, yeah. Um, he uh, he is brilliant, um, actually, actually intelligent. Uh, much like the Tony Stark, if you could imagine a, a, a construction engineer, Tony Starkish kind of thing. I mean, that was him. So he loved building things and tinkering. He you know, made made toys and he, you know, tinkered with cars and he had his cool little personal building uh, projects and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, he would not do the the de- the deep dive and dig in where he should have the way his father and his grandfather did. Uh, to see what everybody's doing, he just fire and forget. Like you say, he acted more like a trust fund baby. Uh, uh, he was involved, but it was very like, oh yeah, so that sounds cool. Hey, yeah, sure, I'll sign off on that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, meetings were all, hey, let's go party. Uh, you know, just and at the all the while, everybody's like, hey, Quentin's not paying that much attention. I can get anyway with anything I want. And oh, hey, Mister Competitor, who wants to pay me to maybe look the other way while they screw this over. And, that kind of stuff. So okay. he, he got screwed by people that he trusted. Um, but at the same time, uh, a lot of it came down to him just failing to pay attention uh, and, and too wrapped up in his own ideas and then realizing uh, when it was too late, oh, yeah, I screwed all of this up and let my company and the city uh, down in a huge way. Okay. So, yeah, he didn't even he didn't even try to get his lawyers to lessen his sentence to you know probation or whatever thing like that he okay. by the time that it all happened he in my mind he genuinely there was there were deaths like maybe you know uh, a, a block you know collapsed and uh some some people died and the pictures of all that uh and him just going and seeing you know what he felt responsible for mm-hmm. drove him into a whole new level of remorse and uh, self awareness so he he essentially wanted to go to jail he okay. felt bad enough he's like no 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 forget the plea deal um uh, we're pleading guilty and da 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 so he ends up in prison now, granted it's not like ugly ugly hard time mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't imagine he still did time yeah and uh while he was there i imagine he continued to firm up his his moral uh code as well as started spending some time on some new designs and some new ideas. So, you know, you could, I imagine, I imagine uh, uh, montages of him, you know, sitting in the library in the prison and, you know, with, with uh, drafting paper and books and, you know, just coming up with these really, really cool, mm-hmm. you know, designs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you'd see the words applied kinetics 
on some of the stuff. It was like, what the hell is that? And it's like this idea I've got about, you know, force manipulation. And so anyway, uh, that's what leads to him to where he is now. Okay. So he was never like a inconsiderate jerk. Like you see a major, like young Tony Stark or anything like that. Like he was a conscientious dude, but he just kind of had oh, his no, no, own. No, no. I'm going to, he was very much like a young Tony Stark. Uh, okay. Let me be very clear. But before he was faced with the consequences of losing the company and those deaths, he he pretty much was like a young Tony Stark. You know, very okay. self-absorbed and like you know, he wasn't he, he wasn't an asshole. I mean, he was like people liked him, mm-hmm. but people took advantage of him. And at the same time, he was kind of like uh, he was living the high life, right? He wasn't really paying attention to. You know, he he would he would give. You know, he made sure that he had all all the appropriate amount of of money being given and stuff like that. And so he wasn't evil. Right. He was very self absorbed. Okay. Was kind of a narcissist. You know that he's he's come he comes out of prison completely. Not I mean he he sought therapy in prison, right? He he's like you know that he sat down with with a therapist and, and worked through his issues and realized you know he wanted to to you know address what led him to where he was Mm -hmm. and uh you know so that when he got out of prison he wouldn't make the same mistakes now is he almost to the point of like self-deprecation like he holds himself responsible to a almost to a fault kind of deal yeah redemption is his motivation absolutely okay Uh, he, he feels he feels like he owes uh pretty much you know he doesn't know that he can ever fully uh, redeem but he's going to keep trying mm-hmm. um you know uh as i in my flaws i've got enemy uh, tbd gm plot hook so the whole point is i don't know who's at the top end of of whatever cabal or group or or whatever it is that uh that that helped bring his downfall and took advantage of his of his early narcissism um but uh you know he's trying very hard to be a better person but yeah he's he's uh he doesn't think he's all that anymore. And as he started getting involved in this stuff, uh, he's like, okay, I want to get out there and, and there's all these things going on and I want to be able to defend people, but I'm kind of in over my head here. This was, I never, I never got into this to be some flashy superhero guy. Uh, I just happened to have some, some cool gear and there's been some situations where, okay, I better step up and help. And then as he realized he was going to start doing that more and more, um he realized oh uh so i'm i'm playing at this level now um okay i'm really screwed because <laughs> i have nowhere near the training um i am I'm, you know I, I'm, I was not meant to be a superhero i am way out of my league here but you know what somebody's got to step up yeah so was a lot of the equipment and everything that he's using now that he got a hold of before it was all sold off was it based on like construction material like uh mm-hmm. construction work like thus the enhanced strength and the and the vi- the visors and everything okay cool yeah it's 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 you know like the like the image uh where if anybody um you know i, I assume we'll have a place we could upload this for people to come take a look at it but you know mm-hmm. i actually had that miniature done and uh, i'm using the, the original uh design image uh as a picture for my character now and you know he's got hammers and he's got actual just tools but the tools are high-tech enhanced mm-hmm. right they've got they've got yeah uh, electric electric you know and computerized stuff in them so like for example he was using a wrench the wrench actually can uh tell him what kind of torque he needs and it can read the situation and then he can actually funnel some telekinetic force through it 
to to make it even work better and but he's got this really cool you know applied connects force projector thing which is meant to be was meant to be like a, a person a handheld personal you know like an emergency crane mm-hmm. uh you know i can you know grab something and lift it uh you know without having to have a full crane set and everything like that that's his big that's his major invention is applied kinetics um but uh um yeah so it's but he's meant to look like a guy who who put together the stuff with the parts he had access to mm-hmm. so it's not a sleek and slick iron man suit it's an exoskeleton with some other armored plates some padding you know the you know it's a, a, a like a, a kind of a high-tech uh visor system that you would use if you know with the the, the filtration systems for if you were going to paint something or mm-hmm. try to you know, you know do high pressure wash or whatever but he's upgraded it so they can pull it down and it gives him you know the full-on life support stuff um but it's uh you know, Tony Stark would look at this guy and go, you know, what a piece of junk. Right. You know, it's, and he'll, but he'll try and say, he'll, you know, did the Kessel run in, you know, 12 parsecs. But so it's, uh, his suit is kind of the Millennium Falcon the, of, of battle suits, I think. That aesthetically appeals to me so much more. Like, that's so cool. And it, it just, it fits the Berg. Like, slapdash, like, this is what we're working with is so appropriate. So tell me a little bit about uh, Terry Rothschild. Um, so, yeah, there's a relationship there. Um, hang on just a second. Let me open up this doc. Because I, as I told you, it was a character I was originally going to play in a different setting. And that lasted like two sessions, I think. Mm-hmm. And I liked where it was going, but it just didn't go anywhere. Um, so I am trying to find, uh, crap. There we go. Ah, um, so she knows his identity. He has a secret identity. Um, he's, you know, he's still on, uh, parole and, uh, working. I'm I'm sure we'll get into that, but, um, uh, I think, so she is, um, Vice President, there we go. Sorry, I found it. You're good. She's Vice President of Tech Development at a place called Paragon Enterprises. Um, so she and he, the way I see it in my head, she and he had flirtatious relationship back when he was still high on the hog and running his own company. Um, but they became friends uh, because he genuinely respected her mm-hmm. and the way he was living his life he didn't want her to become just another fling um but after he uh, went through everything that he did she was actually there for him she you know she okay. was there in the court with him you know she went through all that stuff with him as a friend she she spoke at his trial of like you know you know underneath all these things that they you know he's 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 got good character and all that and uh so you know he remembered that and they corresponded and mm-hmm. stayed in touch again just as friends but as he got out and started uh doing the stuff and she started to see you know the person he had become then she became very interested in him and he actually still was very you know reticent Mm -hmm. um but he needed help with some of his projects to really make it come together and she was in a position to do so so he started confiding in her and somewhere along the lines you know there was that 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 you know look in the eyes and the kiss and Mm -hmm. so uh they're still 
they're still in the early early enough in the relationships, maybe a month in, I think, I think at this point where they've gone from friends to, okay, well, this is a romance now, Okay, but there's all these complications and, you know, uh, I imagine she might even, you know, unwittingly have connections to people who have it in for him. Right. Uh, and have it in for, for Quentin Callahan. Uh, not, not, you know, they don't necessarily know anything about who this mechanic guy is, but you know, Quentin is still out there and, Quentin is still see Quentin, the other thing I have in my mind. I forgot to say this is that Quentin is an advocate now for for responsibility for responsible uh, uh, business. Okay, and that that that, String, that Stringersburg uh, suffers when uh, its lords of industry and its uh, you know its its major business moguls do not step up and 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 serve the city and serve the people of the city if they. If profits overall uh, is their only consideration, so he's become very much an outspoken advocate, um, and he's still very you know involved in, or wants to be as much as possible involved in projects to to help the sink um, and to help other uh, the, rough, the rougher parts. So he's out there advocating and, and still railing against the guys that you know he didn't want to play ball with, but now in a much more uh, he's that he's an annoying you know liberal pansy, panty waist kind of guy mm-hmm. uh, compared to these guys. And uh, so I could see him having that kind of adversarial you know, relationship in, in the public eye with them. Um, but, uh, you know, Terry knows what he's actually doing and uh, she's trying to give him as much help and cover as she can. And again, they, they're, they're pursuing a, a love relationship. Right. Even though she may unintentionally get embroiled with adversaries that, you know, she just doesn't know about yeah. and everything. She doesn't really know how deep everything because she's operating at at, 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 at that sea level uh life still mm-hmm. whereas he's not he used to you know, be at the top of the sea level she's still at the sea level uh and exactly okay and paragon enterprise is another tech company or yeah i imagine that they're um much more like computers and high tech kind of stuff but i i'm really open for that to be okay kind of whatever fits the stringersburg Whatever, whatever kind of company you need them to be. Okay, I've got a, a couple of ideas that I, I might run past you and everything, or maybe just surprise you. We'll we'll see how it shapes up. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Dexter Cole, chief engineer of Stringersburg's Public Works. Right. So it doesn't necessarily mean he's like the 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 only you know, like senior chief, but he is mm-hmm. a high level at the at the I work for a living you know level of, of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have it in my mind that, um, you know, he literally, he, he, he wandered into the water treatment, the, the old, you know, unused water treatment plant yeah. area because he was going in to, to, to check on what, what gear was still left over in there while Quentin was like still half in his outfit. He'd already, I, I imagine in my head, he's, he's been caught on camera or, you know, on, on, on uh, social media a couple of times in the full, the mechanic outfit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Dexter shows up, sees him is like, huh, good a thought. He, so there's that whole, oh, well, now you found out my secret. And then they talk and Dex is like, well, you know, I, I had friends who got hurt in that mess. Uh, but if you're, if you're trying to make, you're going to make up for it, you know, I think that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will do what I can to help you. So it's it's because of Dex, for example, that that no one messes with that area. That you know the the water treatment plant, mm-hmm. the whole area is basically just he keeps it 
off the books basically right and occasionally you know he'll 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 slide some information to quentin about hey you know in here and these guys are causing some problems over here or hey i have this situation you know where where you know my workers are getting threatened by by these mobsters maybe you could help us out a little bit uh, so they he, he's um he's sort of the mechanics of commissioner gordon in, in mm-hmm. grungy mechanic way sort, right, sort right. of thing Oh, uh, you know, so we, you know, they, they can they, they can call on each other for help and for favors and stuff. Like okay, that. so yeah, just a much more street level, uh, yeah, informant almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then lastly, we're coming to Val Ashcroft, who is the right former villain, uh, but mm-hmm. is now. No, that's the one I don't. That's the one I don't know much about because you suggested. And I said, let's let's. Let's integrate that, but uh, I'm I'm kind of curious as to more about what that's about. Yeah, she was a former villain that was mostly up and down the eastern seaboard, but had a couple of stints in, in Stringersburg before she got locked into Supermax and then got let off on good behavior after about five years. And she's mm-hmm. your typical powerhouse villain, you know, 6'5", ah. 300 pounds of pure muscle, uh... And everything, but she somehow or another got enough capital and has been buying up buildings and gentrifying different parts of Stringersburg. And, um, you know, she owns uh, Ashcroft Industries. Okay. And it's just this skyrocketed, you know, from, from nothing to this major uh, company that's buying up every piece of Stringersburg property possible. Uh, and yeah, so, so uh, she, she hired him as he got out of prison. Um, and I'm going to guess that she has him basically acting like, uh, a, an Uber super for the, the various buildings that they're buying up or, or, or did you have her th- have it something else in mind? I, I was thinking that with his, uh, proficiencies and everything, she's kind of having him draft ideas from his former technology. Like, oh, your company used to have this stuff. We've got a bit of it. I want you to continue to upgrade and draft like projects and stuff. But yeah, occasionally she's like, go take care of this property. Like go check in on this, make sure it's running on time. And it's, and it's just kind of like a power move. Like, that's not your mm-hmm. official thing, but also anytime you bring it up, she's like, you know, we'll pull the whole, oh, next time your parole officer calls, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. So she's kind of but a for bitch. The most part, but for the most part, she's, you know, here, you know, get in your lab. I want to, I want to see some progress on these things. Yeah. So he's doing, he's doing engineering work, like high level design engineering work for, for her. I'm going to imagine there are times when he probably gets a little concerned about what might be done with the the work that he's doing. So that's going to probably be a constant uh, push-pull struggle Mm -hmm. uh, as he tries to get a read on her and what her ultimate goal is. Yeah, and she hires a bunch of, not necessarily ex-cons, but uh, ex-cons, powered individuals. and that's a majority of her, like even the people that build the the properties and everything, like, you know, even if it's a low level guy with super strength or whatever, like they can do 
the, you know, the work of five different guys because they can carry, right. you know, however much. So that's that's mostly how her company has been structured. Well, she at this point, uh, I don't have it in mind that she knows she doesn't know my secret ID. No, so no, she absolutely would not. That, um, she would know that I am a particularly brilliant engineer, um, possibly even preternaturally brilliant, just because again, he he's gonna he's going to, from the people who uh, who knew anything about him, they would definitely talk about how he was crazy smart, that he was way smarter than he deserved to be, you know, uh, that he should have used that for more, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I can imagine she she imagine she was that's what she was buying into was his intellect and his his technological skills. Yeah. Um, but no, she would not know anything about his his superhero identity. Yeah. As far as I know, she doesn't know. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I, I don't know if even after she offered him the job, if that was the first one that he took, because maybe he tried to salvage what was left of his company or go to different ones or whatever and you know just with the ex-con tie you know most people wouldn't mm -hmm. wouldn't touch him uh that well, i'm gonna imagine that callahan i'm gonna imagine that callahan is in the hands of uh very much a rival family mm -hmm. and uh or a rival you know conglomerate or whatever and no there was no way they were you know he, he had there was his his dream goal would be to reacquire right the company but that's that's a way down the road you know, yeah crazy you, thing to happen so that could only really happen in comic book universe anyway yeah uh you know kind of success and and that kind of stuff but um yeah no yeah but I, I imagine he would have gone to a number of like hey you know we work together you know what i'm capable of uh, we can't afford the, the pr yeah exactly um, yeah and you do know that uh, Greenwell, Greg Greenwell, is the one that bought Callahan. Ah, oh, okay. Greg Greenwell bought Callahan. Very Which it, it took you a little bit, but you found out that Val Ashcroft is in bed with Greenwell. Oh, okay. Well, that adds all new dynamics. Yeah, you, you found that out after you were hired because it's not a huge public thing. So Greg Greenwell actually is the, yeah. well, so is it, is it like he publicly owns the company or he used front companies to acquire it? He used front companies and it's a, it's probably crossed your mind more than once. Like that's where her capital came from. Mm. Because you've seen them together more than once. Okay. All right, so uh, that really makes my life ugly complicated. Yeah. Uh, yep, I'm not liking that at all. So, yeah, they will. I can imagine there's quite a bit of him poking around whenever he can, trying to find out more and more, trying to get an eye on what is she doing with Greenwell? What is Greenwell doing with my company? Because he still thinks of it as his company. Mm -hmm. You know what where what is all this because yes i i screwed up but i'm going to th say at this point he's figured out enough to know that not not all of it was on his head right that there were there were strings being pulled there were things being manipulated you know yes he should have paid more attention but he betrayal happened and it was other people who betrayed him 
and it's starting to look more and more like Greenwell is behind all that. Mm-hmm. So the, the question I have here is, are we establishing that, that Greenwell and the Callahans have long had a problem or is this more like who the hell is this Greenwell guy and what's his problem with my family? I I don't think Greenwell had a rivalry with your family, but he was always okay. trying to, I think he's probably about your father's age. Um, okay. he, he's in his like mid fifties, give or take. Um, right. And he was, he was a guy that kind of, he was one of those came up from nothing kind of deal and made his billions. Yeah, nothing personal, just business. Right. Yeah. Know. But he get, was always trying. Yeah, he was always trying to get his fingers into into Callahan in in one way or another. Like whenever you guys would have like a social gathering or whatever, like he would find a way to get an invite or you know, there'd be some type of uh, stockholder meeting or something like that. And he would have just enough to kind of get in to try to push things his way or manipulate people. Uh, So he's long had an interest in Callahan. And so in my head, the mystery is why? Yeah. Uh, why, why was he hung up on this company? Well, not only Callahan, but just all all kinds of like different families that, that you would have run around with. Um, like some of them, maybe like a childhood friend was like, oh, my dad just sold, uh, our family just made, you know, $100 million or whatever because my dad just sold the company to this guy named Greenwell or something. And then the family moved away. Um, so he's had a long-term so, interest in a bunch of stuff in Stringersburg. I think so. So he seems like he's interested in trying to grab stuff from, you know, old money families from mm-hmm. Stringersburg. Okay. Greenwell, it seems, it, it seems to be all about the city. And what he wants to do with it. Yeah, and and you know some of your tech was rolled into the cease and desist program. Uh because mm-hmm. when you Strix, Puppeteer, and Powder Girl uh went and you defeated that power suit and everything that Roche and um uh Moroku had, uh there was some of your tech embedded in it, like the exoskeleton, like the the strength enhancement, uh, was like the core of your system. Like there was a bunch of other stuff that you weren't familiar with, but um, that's actually where we're gonna pick up is is the night after that. Uh, Puppeteer and Powder Girl have kind of gone on their separate ways. Like you invited them back to the hideout. We're just gonna kind of speed through some things and. Okay. They said they had some stuff to do, and they've kind of gone off. And Strix needs some privacy with uh, Moroku, so takes him and goes and does his own thing. So you're kind of left by yourself. It's probably about midnight, a little after, and you, you know, pulled the guy out of the exosuit, brought it with you, along with crates of all this other tech, mm-hmm. some of it's yours, some of it, uh, 
companies that you have a permat uh, a passing familiarity with with the the names of at this point me and sean take a quick break and uh, when we get back we start talking a little bit about some D and uh, some other things game system wise and everything so this is where this conversation just kind of jumps in and i wanted just to let everybody know because it's kind of a an abrupt change and uh, yeah so thank you all for listening and getting right back to it yeah fifth edition is super hot right now um we we've got a world called the shattered world and uh it's going to be this whole it's actually gonna be tied to the omniverse too that's the other thing so conceptually it has the same cosmology as everything else so the D D stuff and narratively be connected to all the other cool stuff that we're doing mm-hmm. uh but uh we're 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 taking a leapfrog ahead of where watsi trying to go with the whole inclusivity and diversity and representation thing so you know going all in on using other cultures and other ideas right aside from white white cis hetero european everything yeah yeah um everything so, is western I mean, european I'll, and the, the shattered world is literally, you know, what we call fragments of, of, of a planet surrounding a star uh, as like a ring. Mm-hmm. And so each of these little planetoids has their own histories and cultures and stuff. But then oh, there'll be these cool. cool ships that can 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 sail the ether to get between the different fragments. And there'll be portals and all these different ways to travel uh, around. And so we can just keep introducing new cultures and new ideas yeah, yeah. and new stories. So kind of exciting. Uh, I think we're going to, I think it's going to hit a nerve. It's going to be good. Uh, so yeah, Quentin's sitting there with a, all kinds of a random tech that's been questionably acquired, uh, kind of by himself after fighting with a giant troll ogre guy, the MHTF came and picked him up and then finding a tie to Strix's, world that nobody knew about along with some of his gear and then running into two other you know odd characters uh one of which you you knew about uh you know dr claire robbins yeah powder girl so what do that was an interesting thing to find out I gotta find out who's all where does this go where does this lead this is uh this is bad news my stuff doing here it's ted's stuff doing here and i don't even know who the hell stuff this is hmm. uh i think Quentin's going to be inclined to go back to the quote seat of the crime. Okay. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to assume it's been secured local PD and everything like that, but he's going to try to go and, uh, pick up, try to find some information to see. So forgive me, Sean's still trying to remember no, you're the good. last time we played. Um, what did we learn at the time about, we, we, there was a, the, the weird um, uh, there was the weird alien thing from Strix's world that was involved um, yeah there was there was the, the odd uh, mongoose man and then there was Roche mm-hmm. the giant anthropomorphic roach 
Um, that was the guy, right? Roche. What, what was Roche's deal? I mean, was this just Roche's deal or was Roche, did we, did we find any information to indicate what Roche was up to or who Roche was working with? Or is that what I need to do now? Yeah, that's that's kind of the the place that you're at. Like there was no, you know, paperwork or anything like that that gave you any kind of leads. But um, it it mm. seemed like everyone, all the mooks that you guys fought uh, were her henchmen uh, with right. their little second armed exoskeletons. Uh, that's kind of her yeah. trademark. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there there was nothing nothing leading or anything like that well weren't any computers or anything on site uh nothing that seemed like they were uh that that was the property of any of them like there was a computer there but it might have just been stock manifest of uh what the warehouse held because it did have uh, we'll just say that you guys checked it real quick and I'm going to I'm going to assume that the facility had functional security uh, prior to its being put into use mm -hmm. by them and these days everything's in the cloud if you know how to look for it so I'm going to Basically, try to uh, uh, hack in uh, and see if I can find records, uh, digital records of the security uh, cameras and anything else that was like environmental mm -hmm. uh, system, monitoring systems, um, uh, a sense of, uh, you, know, get, you know, look into records of power usage uh from that site and, and pretty much all of it right everything that an engineer would think of and a security conscious person would think of i'm gonna try to find all of that and put a picture together of uh you know what was going on and who was doing what in that facility in say the the week or so leading up to our encounter okay uh yeah give me a technology role oh i happen to be quite good at that yeah yeah eight dice Yes, yes, yes. So I'm just looking to see if I've got anything else to go into that. It does not look like it. Okay. So well, you know, seven successes do not suck. Yeah, not at all. Um, so let me give you the guidelines and then you can kind of tell me what you want to do with it. Uh, the warehouse doesn't have enough technology. It, it's got basic cameras, uh, but it doesn't have anything past that. Um, like you dig and you dig just to make sure that there's not some type of like encryption or, or thermoptic or, or anything like that. But it's just basic. This is a low rent uh, warehouse. And the only incriminating footage that you find is uh, someone who's obviously a henchman late at night paying off a guard. Okay. One of the things I was hoping to find with the cameras is like that was, uh, you know, vehicles, you know, showing up trucks or whatever, getting a sense of uh, you know, license plates. See if I can 
you know, grab that kind of information. Okay. Um, uh, and then, you know, send, send off inquiries about, you know, is that a rented vehicle? Did that belong? It was, it a, was it a fleet vehicle? What I'm trying to get a, a, a handle on is if somebody set that up for Roche. Like okay. if somebody uh, came along and, and greased the palms necessarily, like who that henchman, you know. So, for example, tagging onto a henchman, um, right? So I have a time and a date mm -hmm. when that henchman showed up. Did the henchman show up in a vehicle? Yes. Okay. So you follow that line, and yeah, you get you end up getting a license plate. Um, it leads to some dummy corporation, uh, which leads to another one, which leads to a with seven successes you get this, uh, which leads to uh, a company that Roche has her fingers in. Like it's a it's one of her main shell companies that she uses to kind of scoot her money around um all right so it is her at least she she is one of the key players if not the key player of course my paranoia is such that there's always got right now these days i'm always wondering you know where greenwell's fingers are mm -hmm. in all of this um so i imagine there's like a, a problem with him, him having a, a preconception that he's got to find some way greenwell's probably involved but at this point he's looking at it going hmm all right. Um, well, uh, the the shell company. Uh, I assume it has some sort of headquarters. Uh, or a location none, of some kind. None that has a physical location. It's one of those like somebody's heard the name of this company somewhere before, but nobody mm -hmm. actually knows where it's located. Okay. Oh, like it, it has a physical address like somewhere in California, but when you like oh. Google the address, you know, Google map the address or whatever, it's like some residential place that belongs to, you know, Edna mode. That's right. some 70 year old grandma. Hmm. trying to remember how she got away she uh did like a stunning blast which only affected like one or two of you all and then she just kind of ran away while you guys were pelting her and she just kind of took the hits but you did throw a uh, tracking device on her i forgot about that mm -hmm. thank you i did because i used my omni power yep and put a tracer on her so we're just going to go with the idea that I got so caught up in trying to find out how Greenwell was involved in this that I forgot. Oh. Dumbass. And I call up the, the program to, to see where she went. Okay. She is at a airport, uh, just a very small, like, private out airport uh, to the very... Uh, north outside of the city. Oh crap! Well, about forty-five uh, minutes time away. Time to get moving. Uh, probably not going to make it in time, but I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, swing line's not going to do it. I'm I'm just going to take the car. Okay, you're 
68 Dodge like, Charger or whatever. 68 Dodge Charger. Nice. Yeah. Which, as I recall, we didn't get too bad. It didn't get too damaged um, from before. Mm-mm. So actually, I don't. I don't think I damaged at all. So anyway, yeah, I uh, I, I suit up and uh, roll on out there. Okay. Because you know, sleep is for sleep is for the week, and the yeah, mechanic yeah. is always on the clock. Uh, yeah. Give me a uh, give me a vehicle roll, handling roll. Okay. Just to see if I can drive fast enough and effective enough to get there. Yep. All right. Four successes. Nice. Four successes on four dice. Yeah, so you, you know, blow out of there like a bat out of hell and... Yeah, or a black blur going down the street. Uh, Luckily, it's, you know, two in the morning at this point and everything, so there's not a whole lot of traffic uh, in your... I, I, I I just do. I just do. I'm a city engineer. I have one. I, I've developed a gizmo. I can always switch the lights mm-hmm. to, to uh, a little thing. I can click on the on the column that knocks the lights my way. Sounds good. I'm going. And yeah, so you're hitting everything green. Hop up on the interstate. You know, blow down through there past a couple of cops that never even realize that you're there. I think it's just a glitch on their uh, radar guns. And you're probably about five minutes out from the airport and you you know you've got your screen up in your car on your heads up display or something like that with the tracking device and it stayed in the same spot until you're about five minutes out and then you start to see it moving and it's moving way faster than a normal than a person can move well i uh try to get onto the tarmac even if that means i've got to crash through a chain link fence to do it um and uh, you know, it's going to be one of those classic movie scenes where the plane's coming down the runway and the car is coming the other way. Um, and I'm going to try to interfere with the plane's takeoff. Okay. If that's not possible, then the next thing I'm going to do is even freaking crazier. Okay. Yeah, it's... By the time you get on the tarmac and everything, it's already a bit off of the ground. Um, oh, and this this is like a... a dual engine you know private plane uh for some reason i'm drawing a blank on what they're called but uh you know typical private jet size and everything Mm -hmm. one of those like 20 window deals right well like i said uh the next thing i was gonna do is gonna be even crazier go for it oh oh i am yeah this is going to be nuts. Um, yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> Car spins, you know, to a halt. I, you know, I'm already halfway out of the side of the of the window, and I'm throwing the swing line. Nice. Give it a roll. See if you can. Uh, you can either do swing line or. Unless you do agility as well, or if you've got something that okay. you think would be applicable. Um, honestly, um, I think ranks and swing line are as appropriate as anything. Okay. Uh, and my agility is the same role anyway, so. All right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I concur with your, your thought that in this case, the, the ranks and swing line should apply. Uh, ooh, ooh, only two successes there, which means it isn't like the worst, but it ain't great. Let yeah. Me see. I might throw some throw some some resolve at this okay yeah i got six i got six resolve uh let me see my little chips here so i will i'll spend two one for a re-roll and one to add a die all right re-roll those five dice and i'm gonna tell you <sighs> still just two successes i was about to tell you you needed three to hit this thing oh my god so um no i'm gonna let it go it's, you it's, i'm gonna failure can be interesting too yeah it's you've got the correct tra trajectory and everything going on but you misplace the fuselage and it slides a bit over towards uh one of the turbines and right as it's getting ready to attach it blows it back from the from the force Ah, oh, damn it. Huh. Well, slide back in the car. Get off the tarmac before local security or whatever decides they have to come and uh, you know, give me a hard time. And then uh, I try to hack the flight uh, computer to see if I can get a destination. Okay. Um, suspiciously... There is a lack of presence at the airfield. Like no one so comes out. That, I'll set that program running. Okay. Um, I mean, he's 7D intellect. He's mm -hmm. cr crazy brilliant. So he's setting the program running over on the little side. You know, like how cop cars will have like a, a yeah, built in yeah. laptop kind of thing. He's got one of those, but it's like 10 times the capacity and mm -hmm. you know, multiple screens or anything like that. So he's running that as he's going to head and drive towards the main building of the airport because his suspicion is up. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to, if I need to, uh, to, to use my Omni power to uh, basically uh, give it the communications ability uh, so that I can, you know, do the whole hack satellites and hack its, you know, hack its communications. So okay. I know who the pilot is talking to, where they're talking about going, where the the, the flight computer is saying that it's going, how it, it's going to ping off of the different satellites as it's making its way to whatever its destination is. That's what I'm attempting to do. Okay. While I'm going to physically look at the main building of the airport to see what the hell's going on. All right. Yeah. Give me. Give me another technology roll. I... This is going to be a, a fairly large uh, difficulty. Oh my Ooh. god, what is going on with this? Two successes on eight uh, dice. Yikes. Yeah, you know I'm re-rolling that. Yeah, yeah. Um, down to three resolve. Better do something awesome so that you, you give me you, some more. You need this many. You need, you need a handful. Oh shit! Yeah, mm. seems important. I'm down to one resolve. As okay. I spent two more to add two dice. All right. I am resolved to this. Oof, yes. Seven successes. All right. Yes, tell me. Sir. Okay, you've already told me kind of what you're looking for. Um. So 
this system, you you kind of start doing a, a, a routine uh, infiltration into this, and it's proving very stubborn. Like, this system is way more advanced than you would expect for, like, an onboard navigation of some sort. Uh, so you have to pull out... Oh, she's a... She's a super science roach. That's what I'm dealing with here. Yeah, so you have to pull out the tricks and, you know, uh, a, a bunch of uh, extra legal uh, maneuvers to... to, oh, yeah. to get... I'm, I'm, I'm overriding satellites and making them ping that plane. Mm -hmm. But you get the information you're looking for. It's actually not traveling terribly far. It's going to about the western side of Colorado. Uh, to another uh, private airfield. That's going to be a long ass drive, mm -hmm. but um, it might it might be necessary unless. Uh, well, I'll 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 check into some ideas, but first I want to see what's going on in the airport itself. Okay. First, I, I genuinely am concerned in case uh, anybody's been hurt. I want to make sure that uh, I, I look for. For anybody who's hurt and in need of care, because I'm not going to, you know, as 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 focused as I am on my goal, I'm not going to leave innocents to suffer. Okay. Uh, so how how are you approaching this? Are you going to like the flight tower or the hangar or? I'll I'll, I'll drive up. I'll honk the horn. You know, as, you know, just as I like try to get somebody's attention, and then. You know, I will get out, and the first thing I'll do, because if there's anybody, anybody, they have to be up at the tower. So, I'll, you know, uh, you know, I, I, that's 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 too flashy for the mechanic. He'll he'll just get out of the car and run into the uh, the terminal and start, you know, running around looking for anybody. Now it's late at night, two in the morning. Most of the stuff's going to be closed, but if a plane took off from here, there should be somebody in the tower. Um, so that's where I'm headed first. Okay. Uh, so you said you skip honking the horn? No, I do honk oh, the okay. horn. Uh, you, you no, honk... what I was skipping was I was gonna, I was gonna swing line my way up to the top of the tower, and I'm like, no, nah, that's not what he would do. Gotcha. All right, so He's not Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. So you you honk the horn and and hop out, and about the time you run out of the run around the front of the hood, a uh, guy in a large individual in a three piece suit comes out the the bottom of the tower uh can i help you sir actually that's what i was doing was checking to see if i needed to help you does nope. he look familiar uh no not really he doesn't look like the mook who went and greased who paid the guard off at the uh no he does not way way too large mm. this guy's this guy's <laughs> even under his his very nice tailored suit. His muscles have muscles. So recognizing someone who's going to at least perceive himself as an alpha threat, I'll, I'll, I'll hold up and, you know, size him up and go, I'm looking to see if crazy roach lady who just flew out of here hurt anybody. I'm sorry, sir. I don't know who you were talking about. Uh, but this is a private airfield, off. so I would have to ask you to leave. Yeah, a wanted criminal just flew out, flew away from here, so you can ask me to leave all you want. 
I need to take a look inside. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, that if I uh, had any knowledge of any such individual, then uh, that would be, be beyond my kin, and uh, I'm sorry, but you cannot search these premises, as you are not a uh, law enforcement individual by the looks of yourselves. Who are you? Oh, me? I'm a baggage handler. Sure you are. And uh, I'm an Avon lady. Well, as you can see, I'm pretty enough. So be on your way. And then I do shoot a grappling hook to the top of the tower and head up there. All right. I'll make your roll for that. So yeah, you you just hear, motherfuck. Language. So yeah, I end up uh, at the tower. Is there anybody in there? Uh, no, there is no one at the top. It looks, even at a glance, you have a high enough technology to know this. You're glancing. This is a absurdly uh, high technology uh, setup that's here for a private airfield. Like it's set well, up for everything to be done remotely. Interesting. Well, I know he's going to come up and give me a hard time, but before he gets there, I'm going inside. Okay. And I'm I'm going to grab a, a look, see at what kind of tech they've got running, and uh, maybe go even even drop a uh, uh, a um. Sean does not know the right word, but basically a, a data spike thing, something okay. that would allow me to quickly and easily tap, tap into their data so that if I have to bail out of here, I can still, you know, see what's going on. With okay. The a, tr a Trojan horse virus, as it were. A backdoor. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that's before, before I even try to study anything, the first thing I do is build myself a backdoor into their systems. Okay. Uh, what does this look like? Is this him, like, jacking his suit in? Does he drop something that kind of, like, a little bug oh, it, or something? It it is uh, something as simple as he's got this really uh, that cool thing that that cool kit thing that he carries that does all the stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, no, 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 not that. That's the applied kinetics manipulator. No, no, he just pops up on a pouch. You know, looks for a port, pops something in, taps a couple of of you know codes. It the uh, you know the thing sucks the thing off the the drive the whatever the mm -hmm. the thumb drive equivalent in this world is. Pull, you know, pops it back out, pops it back into his thing. And then if uh, Big Bruiser Boy uh, hasn't shown up yet, then he's actually going to start, you know, trying to actually physically see what's going on. He's less interested in, at this point, what's going on with the plane because he's already got something working on that. Mm -hmm. He's, I, he, I, sorry, I tend to be very first person with my role play. No, I, very I, I do my best to refer to you guys as your characters, so... I, appreciate I, that. I I am trying to uh, I want to know what the deal with this place is, and more importantly, I want to know who owns it. Okay. My first concern is who owns this, and I don't think I'm going to find everything out, but I'm going to you know try to find out as much as I can uh, until uh, BBB shows up and and we have to talk. All right. Give me another. Uh, technology role for the the virus, the back door. And we got 
two successes on eight dice will killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you are killing me. Uh, Can it... I auto success? I yeah, mean, it's going to take long. It's going to take longer. Uh, my my initial whatever fails, right? I'm assuming mm-hmm. it fails. Um, so now I'm having to take the extra time. To... Well, I I was going to tell you that you're working on this, and I was going to leave it to until you tried to access it to know if it succeeded or not. Ah, uh, okay. Because you're you're in the process of planting yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't necessarily know. Um, never mind. Okay. Never mind. So yeah, I set that running. I set some co- codes. Apparently, I mean, hell, I don't know. Two successes may actually be enough. It just may take a long time. But whatever, that's in there. But now, like I said, uh, I am trying to uh, dig into this thing and figure out, you know, who is running this operation. Okay. Uh, who you know, who's responsible for this operation? Uh, this isn't a terribly uh, tall building. It's only three, maybe four stories. Uh, so after you plant mm. that, you're you're ge- beginning to type some code in and everything, and that's when you can start hearing footsteps coming up the uh, stairwell. So you figure you have I, ten uh, seconds. Okay, I get up quickly, move over, lock the door. Okay whatever security on it you know that's and, uh, it's just on it. it's a big hefty deadbolt and you throw it and you just hear a massive body run smack dab into it and expletives coming from the other side and then you hear gaboo gaboo uh, go, go away we don't want any <laughs> and then i make my way back over and get back to work all right and this is to figure out who who, what, when, and where, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me another technology roll. All right, dice bot. You and me, man. Come on. Man, it hated me last time we played. Three successes <sighs> on eight dice. So three doesn't suck, but... Yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, This... I'm, if it's not going to work, I'll throw my last resolve at it. Okay this doesn't work it's a system that's very similar to the uh plane system but um whereas it's not remote it seems hardwired uh it's uh it's presenting almost a um what's the word i'm looking for it's it's got a variable algorithm that's making breaking into the firewalls more difficult I'm throwing the last one. Okay. I hate it, but what else am I going to do? I need I need information. And there you go. Yeah. Eight successes. That'll do it. All right. So it it does take a minute. Like it takes you five minutes and the, the door is starting to the metal uh, bolt, you know, that it's that that's been thrown is starting to to bend a bit. I hit the but... intercom. I hit, I hit the intercom. There's got to be an intercom. Yeah. Please let there be an intercom. There's an the intercom. intercom saying, Yo, baggage handler. That's got to be rough on your knuckles. Plus, you know, you're the one that's going to be responsible for replacing the door. I can't imagine a baggage handler's salary, especially when he blows all his money in a nice suit, is uh, going to cover that. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm gonna break your face, motherfucker. Through the door. Bam. Uh, but you, uh... We'll see about that. Uh... Yeah, you dig around it, and like I said, it takes you roughly about five minutes, because this is a tricky system. Uh, mm -hmm. But you find what you're looking for. And this airfield is owned by a, f uh, a guy who doesn't exist that's owned by a company that's owned by another company that's owned by a shell company, blah, 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 so on and so forth. On to Greg Greenwell. Uh, who acquired this airfield about 15 years ago. The technology that's used to run this is owned by, it was owned by about eight different companies that's been kind of smattered together. Mm -hmm. uh, some names you're familiar with, some names were, were families from Stringersburg that uh, had tech dealings and and different things, a couple of software companies. Uh, there's actually a little bit of uh, firmware and software from Paragon Enterprises that's been integrated into this system. Ooh, I grab evidence of that. I, I, I definitely download, because I'll stick another... Well, actually, no, this one I'm just wirelessly you know, absorbing everything, everything into my onboard. Okay. Uh, I've got a full-on onboard hard... You know, uh, basically, what would be would what would be a um, uh, mainframe is built into my freaking suit. Okay, um, and I, I grab all the the proof of that I can because I need to show my girlfriend that. All right. Um, but uh, so I, I I take it as a given. I found it because of all the illegal shit I've just done. But I didn't find it in a way that could, in any way, shape, or form, hold up under legal scrutiny. Exactly. So, um, but this is another indication of how he's grabbed, he's stolen everything he can, or acquired everything he can from all of the uh, the elite of the Berg, all the major families and tech companies, and everybody else, and he's amalgamated it all into his own little empire. What's the name of the of the airfield? Does it have a name? Uh, yes. Let me look into my. I have to have one. Uh, North Bend. It's the North Bend Airfield. Alright. Well. Am I that petulant? Yes. Yes, I really, really am. I'm going to time it for just as soon as he breaks through the door. I'm, I'm going to set the whole thing. I'm going to set the whole system up to basically, you know, fry. Okay. You're going to turn off all the fans and run every so, single well, thing no. as overclock every single thing you can? Don't even need that. Uh, I have an EMP kill switch. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. My system. So I'm going to, you know, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to be like right there at the, at the, at the you know, the door. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and as he comes in, I'm like, is it, so well, I'll wait. I'll let you set up the scene. I, I'm waiting for for baggage handler to knock the door open. Okay. Yeah you you finish doing what you're doing. The the door bends enough, and one last final resounding kick, and you see the guy come in. He's drenched in sweat. The tie's been pulled down. The shirt's 
you know, pulled open and the jacket's been discarded and everything. And he sees you and <sighs> oh, yo, Han- yo, handler, tell Greg I said hi. And the whole system fries. It's ten dice. Uh, yeah, MP, you so. don't even need to roll it. He just stands there, you know, agog at what you've done. And then I, I fall backwards, but then uh, swing on myself to you know hit the ground mm-hmm. and back in the car and off I go. All right. And you drive back to your headquarters I very i might donut the uh the uh the, the tarmac a couple of times just because you know pissy all right i like it uh so yeah you you get back to your uh, headquarters satisfied it's the shop yeah the shop that's right couldn't remember what it was called and it's six in the morning and you I gotta get some stuff you say that and your phone about it's your alarm for work to get ready for work which if you remember Val called you yesterday saying that you needed to at least come up come in and show your face and preferably wear a tie So I throw some uh, Viking Death's Head coffee on. Uh, go grab a, a quick shower. Put on, you know, the uh, the appropriate approximation of an engineer's attempt at wearing a, a, a coat and tie. Although I'm still wearing jeans, mm-hmm. and workman's boots. Um, I I take a a, a small duffel which. You know, it doesn't have everything in it, but it 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 does have my applied kinetics blaster. Okay. Uh, tucked in just in case. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, I drive my uh, uh, wouldn't be a te- you know what? Yeah, sure. Uh, I drive my Tesla in. Okay. Uh, the the sixty eight at this point I've driven the sixty eight Charger enough you know, as the mechanic that it. Hang on, let me think about this. Does it get the immunity bonus uh, of cinematic cool factor, or do I actually have to be worried about people drawing the conclusion? Stringersburg tends to be a little more believability scale, so I'm going to say I have to have a different car. Um, so yeah, I, actually probably not Tesla because at that point he spent all his money on the on everything else. So it's probably whatever the cheap ass, you know, some sort of a um, a hybrid of some kind. But okay, whatever. Uh, it's going to be, you know what? It's a smart car. Okay. I, I got a little dinky ass smart car for driving around. <laughs> in the city. All right. I like it. Um, uh, because, you know, easy, much easier to park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he actually got it for the practical reason of daytime bullshit. He's got to, you got to be able to park. So he gets himself a smart car. Thanks like an engineer. I like the so uh, juxtaposition in. too to the, the 68 Charger gas guzzling beast. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, you know, he's upgraded that thing. It's got like 10 cylinders and a super, super carburetor and all mm-hmm. kinds of stupid crazy. 
I actually put a note in my stuff. I'm I'm planning on spending hero points on actually buying a custom vehicle and and uh, customizing it. Cool. Um, so that will be a thing that I'm going to be doing. I'm just already a, a cool badass for narrative purposes car, but I'm going to actually start putting points in it. Um, so yeah, I'll go to I'll go into work, uh, sipping coffee and trying really hard to, uh, you know, be awake. All right. Uh, you you show up at Ashcroft uh, Industries proper and uh, kind of drag yourself in and everything and you're you know 15 20 minutes late no big deal uh it's pretty good for you and right yeah you you get up into your your office and you're you're kind of going through the keys and everything and you blearily catch the corner out of your eye you see the boss lady she's hard to miss she's a mountain of a woman and uh she's standing at the the beginning of a corner uh so you can't see who Mm -hmm. she's talking to but she says something they're too far away for you to hear and she takes a step back and starts to to walk your direction and around the corner talking to her is mr greg greenwell and that's where we're going to end the session Oh, see, I was going to establish that I have a completely different voice when I am dealing with the the public mm-hmm. than from. So he intentionally gravels his voice as the mechanic, but his natural voice isn't gravelly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he'll turn around. Dun, 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 you'll see them. Yeah, gotta leave and, it on a cliffhanger. Oh no, that's perfect. That's perfect. So everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another session, this bonus episode, uh, you know, cementing the mechanics and Sean's place and the Berg. Uh, anything you'd like to say before we go? I am truly grateful for this. I am looking forward to more opportunities to uh, play. Um, you're a fantastic GM. This is a really cool world. I so appreciate I'm looking that. forward to diving more into it. Uh, at the same time, anybody's listening, um, as I've been posting everywhere, uh, SPF, uh, Sierra Papa Foxtrot at evilbeaglegames.com. If you have any questions about Prowls and Paragons, uh, if you're playing and you have a rules question, or if you want to know more about what we're doing, uh, you know, I'm the president, I'm the chief creative officer, I'm also the most public face of the company, and I'm happy to... Uh, uh, respond to everybody who uh, is wanting to get involved. In addition to the community you can find here, uh, Tales from Stringersburg, there is also a Prowls and Paragons Discord uh, channel. Mm-hmm. Awesome uh, so people find, on there. If you, if you need an invite, uh, let me know. And uh, if you're on Facebook, check out P and P U E, the Omniverse, uh, with an ampersand. So it's P ampersand P U E uh, colon the Omniverse. It's a fantastic community on Facebook. Uh, a lot of people playing this game and a lot more are going to be playing it. Uh, so uh, come join us. Come be part of a really cool, really fun, very creative community. And uh, thank you again, Drew, for um, for a fantastic time. I told you last time when we, uh, we played the last game, uh, it had happened right as I had had to let my, my, uh, my baby go, my dog go. Um, and it really uplifted me. Um, 
I've been looking forward to this all week and all day. And uh, you did not disappoint. Awesome. I'm very grateful to be a part of this campaign and a part of this world. Yeah, we're glad to have you and glad to have everybody out there listening, being a part of this. You know, like I, I, I told you last time, like if I know that doing this entire thing helps one person have a better day, then the two years that we've put into it is completely worth it. Well, then you may say that about tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. And everyone out there, uh, one thing I wanted to add is since we have Sean with us, especially now, I want to eventually kind of run through every different scenario. So if anybody has any game questions or anything like that, then, you know, through this gameplay, we'll eventually answer that question organically, I hope. The most important part is to realize that this game lets you be creative. This lets game, mm -hmm. this game lets you throw anything you want to at the GM, and as a GM, you can very easily go, "Okay, roll that." Yeah, that is one of the coolest aspects about this experience. I, so I can GM. You're looking for that. That's what you're going to find here. Yep, and this is perfect for GMs who have a looser style, because I come in and I have a beginning, a middle point that I want to hit, and an end. And this system lets me flow through things organically and not get hung up on trying to look up rules for anything that anybody wants to throw at me. Like I had no idea all the stuff that you were going to do. So <laughs> I was yeah, just right. like, let's, let's, let's roll this. Let's do that. And it, it, yeah. there was no hang up on trying to figure out what was going on, which I the, love. The push pull is, is a lot of fun. So seriously, folks, if you're looking for your, I've been involved in superhero role-playing games for over 30 years. That's where I started my career. This is it. Mm -hmm. This is the end-all be-all. And I'm really proud to be a part of it. So so you were saying from, from Tales of Stringersburg. Yeah. Uh, all of our social media, Facebook, blah, 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 at the Birdcast. Uh, also our email at thebirdcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments. We'd love to hear from you all. You know, drop us a review or just let us know what you think about it. And, uh, Everyone have a good night.